You're listening to Player Development, a channel focused on the intersection of sports and character growth. Please like and subscribe to support the stories being shared, the growth of our listeners, and to stay up to date with our latest content. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Isaiah again, talking about our relationship with sport. And today what we're talking about was uh, is going to be NFL football primarily, but maybe football as a whole. Um, and some of this conversation is brought about um, first because I watched the huge hit on Patrick Mahomes the other night and just kind of how dramatic and how scary that was and potentially how life-altering that can be. Um, and then the second piece was just being asked over the weekend, would I ever let my son play football um and that kind of got me thinking about football as a whole and how we treat it as a culture how we relate to it as a sport so the thing about that hit on patrick mahomes we don't know the extent of that injury yet Um, i'm sure he's undergoing a lot of testing and um you know making sure that he's good um before they release any further news um, or maybe i'm just not caught up with it Um, But what's scary is that those kinds of hits aren't all that uncommon in the NFL. This just happened to happen to a really high-profile quarterback who's really something special. Um, And so it got a lot of publicity, but, you know, that's nothing to say about um, the linemen or the receivers or the running backs that take those huge hits all the time. And so one of the statistics that I found when I was researching these types of head injuries in the NFL is that the NFL averages 0.41 concussions per game. So between every two games, you would expect to see at least one concussion. And that's before you factor in all those head and body trauma injuries that don't quite make the cut, don't quite fit all the criteria for a concussion, but could still be causing damage internally to somebody's brain. So let's define some terms first. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a physical therapist or a trainer, um, but a concussion is a traumatic brain injury where the brain strikes the skull. Obviously that can do damage, um, stretching and damaging neurons in the process. And one of the big diseases and diagnoses that's getting talked about in the NFL especially is CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. And so CTE is caused by a buildup of concussions, concussions over time leading to continuing degeneration within the brain, um, leads to problems with mood, decision-making, even motor function as well. In a 2017 study, uh, researchers found that out of 202 brains that were donated by Uh, former football players, some from the high school level, some from the collegiate level, some from the pro level, Uh, about 90% of those brains that were donated were diagnosed with CTE. And of the brains that were from NFL players or former NFL players, 99% of those uh, fit the criteria for CTE. Now, obviously, this doesn't mean that 99% of players in the NFL are going to end up with CTE um, because it wasn't a representative sample. But what it tells us is that this is not just some isolated incident or this is not some overblown um, K-12 
case of people panicking over something that's really minor. This is a not uncommon problem for NFL players, potentially, or even players who don't make it to the league, who just play in college or just play in high school. There's also some evidence that suggests that starting earlier in age leads to higher risk of brain damage and CTE particularly, even when controlling for the number of years played. So I could probably imagine somebody asking, okay, great. So, okay, brain injuries are a problem in football. Sure, we can accept that. Um, what do you expect us to do about this colossal cultural institution that some families and states, um, cities build their entire weeks maybe around the football schedule? What can we do to make any change in that? And, you know, head injuries, CTE, concussions in football are one of those ugly things that we don't like intruding on our experience of sports. If we're using sports as an escape, then this is one of those things that we don't want involved in the story because we just want to focus on the athletes playing football and us being able to enjoy the purity of that sport without the messiness of real life getting in the way. And there's a lot of money involved in football. Uh, the last Super Bowl uh, brought in $545 million in ad revenue alone. And the average university makes more on football than the next 35 sports combined. All that to say, our culture has a lot of money riding on football. And at some point, as Christians or even just as citizens and as people and consumers of sport, we need to ask ourselves, what is our patronage going to? What does it mean that we patronize this sport that ends up with so many um, injuries and lasting chronic uh, effects on players years after they've finished playing? And so I mentioned our faith, you know, if you're a Christian listening to this and saying that, you know, we care about people, we care about our neighbors, we want to love others, then we need to examine the relationship that football has in our culture and that we have with football, where especially in a lot of traditionally Bible Belt states, football is huge there. You talk about Georgia, Alabama, um, Tennessee, Kentucky, you know. Um, these are big football areas and, um, what does our time and our money go to in terms of, are we patronizing a sport that leaves its athletes broken at the end of it? And are we encouraging or promoting a sports culture that incentivizes those hard hits, incentivizes getting back on the field as quickly as possible, incentivizes players sacrificing their health and long-term longevity for our entertainment, and is that okay? You know, all that to say, you know, going back to that original question, football probably won't be my son's first sport. You know, I love playing pickup football, I love throwing a football and catching a football, playing some pickup and backyard football. Um, but you know, those are, we took a, we talk about sports 
um, being for our health. You know, it's being good for our health, helping us to move around, to build teamwork, to exercise and uh, test our limits. And we need to examine where that boundary lies when it gets too far and we begin sacrificing our ability to live life in other ways. And so here's my thing, you know, I was talking to one of my old sociology professors. We can't strike from everything. In a world as interconnected as ours, there's always going to be something ugly that we can uncover in the chain of production. Um, you know, from talking about shoes to the clothes we wear to the food that we eat to the sports that we play, um, we'd be left with very little if we um, swore off everything that wasn't ethically done. Um, and so what he suggested and does personally is to pick a few issues, pick a few things, do the research, and make a conscious choice to sacrifice those things. It, in the long run, it may not have any impact on the companies themselves. Um, it may not affect their bottom lines. They may not take notice of our small form of protest. But this is how we as Christians might be able to make a conscientious choice about how we relate to the world and what it costs us to take a stand for things that we consider wrong or not good in this world. And as you listen to this, maybe you don't make that choice. Maybe you're not convicted to um, make football that thing that you take a stand on. It might not be for me either. Um, but I think hard hits like this last one that we saw on Patrick Mahomes and maybe the ones that we see every Thursday and Sunday, um, we may need to examine what our entertainment is really worth. Thank you.